Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Have you ever noticed that many of the children's books you read feature male characters? Protagonists, these books tell us, are boys. When it comes to STEM subjects, educational toys are three times more likely to be directed at boys than girls. Two young women with smarts noticed this and decided they wanted to make a difference in the way young children engage with STEM subjects. Annabelle Blake and Deborah Ho have created Little Literature Co. to balance things out. Annabelle is a researcher and a strategist, and Deb is a designer. Ladies, welcome to Feed, Play, Love. Hi, Thank great you. to be here. So how did you guys meet? Uh, so we met at the Google Creative Labs about three years ago. I came in on as a designer and an illustrator and an animator and Annabelle came in as kind of a wild card. Um, (laughs) What does that mean? uh, It's such a great question. It's uh, when you did apply actually there's a drop down box where you put in you know if you're a director or if you're a designer and then there's wild card and I wasn't any of the above so I did come in as a wild card and it was yeah, it was an interesting year. Um, so uh, what is your background then? If so, we've got the designer over with Deb, what's your background? <laughs> so um, I actually was a pro- professional freestyle skier. So Okay. <laughs> I can see the wild card yeah. aspect in this. Yeah, I didn't know what to pick. So um, straight out of school, I spent a number of years uh, travelling and training and competing on the World Cup circuit for freestyle skiing with the Australian ski team. But I had an injury about two weeks before the Sochi Olympics. And that's when I came back and I resumed my study in psychology. So um, I spent the next few years um, getting my qualifications in psychology, doing research, loving that, um, but also loving design and loving technology. And that's when I went into the creative labs and I met Deb and we worked together for that whole year on a lot of projects, both in the labs and sort of side projects that we really enjoyed doing together. Um, So when I was reading about you both, it said that you met over creating an octopus out of bubble wrap? (laughs) Yeah, it was a jellyfish. A Um, jellyfish, sorry. um, The booth that we had for that project was to create like interactive experiences for kids. And one of the ones we wanted to do was like a jellyfish where if you pull its like little tentacles, it would make sounds. And we kind of prototyped that through with anything we had around the office, which happened to be a lot of bubble wrap. And yeah, that was really, really fun. That's very much been part of sort of how we design in our process. You know, always we sort of just grab whatever is around and it's um, you just use it to make sort of the first indication of what it could be. So we made this jellyfish out of rubbish. Yeah, that's very indicative of what the whole year was like. It was very experimental um, and it was blending technology with sort of culture and the arts. And What's the aim of the Google Creative Labs? Like when you're there, A, are you being paid and B, are they saying this is the outcome we want from (laughs) your collaboration? Yes, we were getting paid. Um, It was a year of us kind of experimenting between design and tech. So that was kind of like the labs really was like to bring those two together in ways that like people hadn't thought of. A lot of them came in installations, so like really massive interactive experiences. We um, experimented with doing a lot of like colouring in displays with your phone. So like there'd be a Christmas display and you'd like connect to Wi-Fi on your phone and then you'd like be able to colour that entire scene. And there was a lot of like kind of hands-on screenless play that um, we ended up working with and that was kind of 
pushed us towards doing things that didn't require screens. Mm. And this process, um, so you were paid to do that and you obviously both have very creative minds in order to come up with these things. I can't think of anything worse (laughs) than having to invent something out of rubbish. Um, But doing the jellyfish and colouring in the Christmas tree are both Mm. very childlike things. What brought you to creating stuff for children? Was it something that the Mm. labs guided you towards or was it something you both personally were attracted to? Yeah. So so in the labs, we we designed experiences for all ages. And sort of at its most basic premise, we were tasked with just creating really delightful experiences. Um, And we looked at the tools that we always had and technology is one of those. And rather than really using tech for tech's sake, we were really tasked with trying to embed tech into physical experiences, interactive experiences where it almost the technology was invisible, but it still gave you something delightful that you can get out of digital technology. And so the nature of the way that we worked on this multidisciplinary team was very, very playful. And so I think a part of that was that a lot of the experiences that we made were very, very playful. And so you think, well, of course, that's for children. (laughs) But actually, we loved the jellyfish. We loved playing with the jellyfish. We loved playing with these dinosaur footprints on the ground. When you walked on them, they made noises. And that's very much been a philosophy that we've carried into Little Literature Co. Um, we think that when you design for play and you think, you know, in the mind of a child, I, we really try to make that accessible to all ages. And we think play is really, really important for adults as well. Um, and that has really helped us to be creative in our practice. It's, it's really just about being playful and bringing that into the design process as well. Okay, so you've brought up Little Literature Co. This is your company that you formed together. It is. When did you decide to do that? So you've spent the year together. Then I understand you were apart for a while. Yes. Yeah, so um, Google Creative Labs is like a year program. So every year they like bring in a whole group of like new fivers. That's what they called us. And like they do experiments for that year. And then we kind of graduate in a way. Um, so we kind of, after our year ended, I went back to freelancing. Annabelle also started working again, but like in a, obviously we weren't working together anymore. Um, that was so sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no more playing and yeah. being paid for it. I went it. into a research lab um, uh-huh. and I can tell you what, it's a very, very different culture. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and Annabelle can continue on with that story. Yeah, so after the year when we went into, you know, we went into different jobs and um, Deb went into more of an advertising media sort of cultural place and I went into cognitive neuroscience research, <laughs> which is very, <laughs> very different. Yes. Um, but I worked a lot with kids and the idea for our first game really came and it was inspired by a four-year-old girl that I was working with and she, like many other four-year-old girls, loved princess books and we read princess books every single evening and look, I love a good fairy tale but after a while they got it a little bit boring and so she said one night, she was like, oh, I know what happens in the end and I said, well, why don't we go and raid your brother's bookshelf and he was a few years older. Around there, we started rifling through this bookshelf, and I was saying, "What interests you? What what here can we read instead of the princess books that you read every single night?" And there was a lot of really great topics there. Was stuff about world's most deadliest animals and dump trucks and space. And it was very factual in in, in its nature, um, but nothing was really speaking to her on a whole but when we started to go through the books there were different elements that she really loved so she loved the cats in some of the books she loved the social stories in Egypt she loved really cute things and so I said well, okay let's take out the bits that you like and I started drawing them on cards now I'm the researcher I'm not the illustrator so I can tell you what it was very reminiscent of the garbage jellyfish <laughs> that we made sort of my first attempt with these stick figures on pieces of paper 
and I went through and I said, tell me, tell me what you like, point to what you like, and I'll, I'll draw it. We'll, we'll build our own book. And so I did that, and um, we played for a few nights where she would get the ingredients that she really loved, and she would make all these stories that it just didn't exist. Um, and I came back a week later, and I heard from her parents that she'd taken the cards to preschool, um, played with them at preschool, and then had loved the Egypt story so much that she'd asked for a Cleopatra costume to dress up in rather than a princess costume. And it just started this whole new sort of line of imaginary play, line of confident storytelling. She would stand up in front of her parents and she'd tell these stories that really hadn't I hadn't seen on her bookshelf before. And so that's when I said, sent this photo of these cards to Deb and I said, I made these. Um, I think we can make them a lot better. <laughs> you can. <laughs> and so we started to make that and it really just grew into something. We thought, you know, this will take three months. It'll be super easy. Um, and here we are two years later. We've lived in different countries. Deb moved to London. Yeah, I moved to London shortly after Annabelle pitched me that idea. And I was like, cool, I'll do it, but I'll do it in London. It's called Tally Tales and we'll get to that in a minute. Because what I'm curious about, when you looked at that bookshelf and you saw it was mm, all very mm, factual mm. and that it was a certain type of topic that there were in the boys' mm, books compared mm. to the girls' books. What do you think at the moment girls are missing out on in both the general books that are targeted to girls and toys that are targeted to girls? And I'm, kind, I'm really interested in the practical idea of what we're missing out on giving girls because mm. when you talk about STEM to parents, most times it's couched in this everyone needs to be in STEM because they're the jobs of the future and everyone needs to code and we need this and we need that. But as somebody who grew up without doing science, technology, engineering Mm. or maths, and well, I did a bit of it, but not very well, I was very resistant to it because I thought it was boring. So as a parent, I find it hard to engage in this idea of my, my daughter should do STEM because it's this elusive job of the future. But you have a real sense of what introducing girls to these kind of topics early can give them now. Am I right? What would that be? We think STEM is really important. The skills of STEM are very important, but also we're also interested in leadership and diversity in in leadership roles. And that's something that we have reflected on and noticed in our own jobs. So we, we really started Little Literature Co because we were passionate about changing the gender divide in STEM and in leadership. And we think that stories are a really, really powerful social tool. Um, We're made of stories. It's how we make sense of the world. So particularly at a young age, you know, before they're coding or picking up a Bunsen burner, hopefully, I think that's dangerous (laughs) in the kitchen. Um, Stories are this wonderful tool for how we understand, you know, where we belong, where we can be, um, and what we can imagine. And so we were really focused on building this story world and these, these set of stories that had really strong female role models uh, and it had all these cute items and um, social characters that we noticed that girls really gravitated towards. But it also, it had adventure and it had really tricky problems that kids, we didn't want the product to be gendered, but both boys and girls could solve. And we think it's just as important that boys read those stories and have access to what is traditionally in a you know girl's toy, just as much as girls have access to what is in a boy's toy as well. In terms of, you know, the STEM skills that we think are really important, I think questioning, being able to ask really good questions and feeling confident in not knowing is sort of fundamental before you really start to build critical thinking skills and understanding how to code or the more technical skills. Just We really wanted kids to wonder what if 
and to ask what is happening in the world around them. And we think stories are a really great way to start that process of exploration. Um, yeah. Which is now let's talk about um, Tally Tales. Deb, if you can explain a very visual game in sound, that would be wonderful. Um, what does it look like and how does it work? Um, so it comes in a box that you can open, magnetic closure. We worked really hard on that. <laughs> it's a really nice box. We've, told ki- we've been told that kids just love the unboxing experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do. Um, so you get like large jumbo cards. I think they're like about four times the size of playing cards, which when people kind of actually get it, they are so surprised that they're that big. But we wanted to make sure that it was like a really, really nice experience. Um, so in each pack, you get 20 cards and you get character, item, setting and action cards. And... On the front, there's illustrations done by me, and on the back, there's the copy written by Annabelle, and they have like little story threads, and it gives you facts about like the character or the action, and it kind of like gives you prompts to tell the story. A lot of that is for adults, and the illustrations, depending on like how old the kids are, that is usually for them, but adults as well can like use those as prompts. And and the idea is that they pick up a card and start telling a story, right? Yeah, yeah. as simple as you grab one card. You hold it up and it's very, the illustrations, it's sort of like a scene. So there's a lot even in one card that you can start telling a short story from. We have a role-playing game, which is sort of, we love playing Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) We love it. Um, And so we really wanted to make a more simple experience that is based on that role-play adventure where you embody a character. So you'll pick a character card. I might be Theo the space dog. You might be Luna the astronaut. And then we get a problem. Sort of we come across, you know, a new planet. And what are we going to do? Are we going to land on it? Are we going to go and try the plants? What do they taste like? Are they safe to eat? So all these, like a lot of inquiry, a lot of questioning and a lot of exploration. That's really what we were trying to, you know, create in this experience. We did a lot of testing. We spent a year really making sure that there was something that girls really liked and boys really liked and the parents really liked as well because we think it's really important for parents to be curious about space and about STEM and to be asking questions as well. And it's just, you know, it's all about a bit of silly fun. We think fantasy is, um, it, you don't often see it combined with space facts, um, but we think it's a, it's a really fun mix and we're all about just really promoting curiosity in STEM and then later they go to school and they learn, you know, more about, you know, the real facts, <laughs> but at first we want them to be, you know, having fun with space. So we found that kids really just, you know, they would see one illustration and just jump off and then they, they launch into this story. It might not make a lot of sense, but it's a funny, <laughs> funny story. Um, but parents want a little bit, bit more. They were like, but what are the rules and how does the world work? And, and well, how high can you jump on Mars? You know, what's the gravity like there? So that's what the back is really for. It's for giving you that more depth into the story. Now, this uh, Little Literature Co., the company that you've formed together, and this is your first birthing into the world, <laughs> shall we say? Yeah, we don't have children, but this, this is, is sort of... This <laughs> is your baby. Oh, they're we a lot easier to look after. The cards just sit there. <laughs> they don't need to eat. <laughs> so um, what are your plans for the company? Because you're both kind of doing this part-time on the side as you do your other jobs. Mm. What's your aim with, um, with the company itself? Mm. Well, I'm officially full-time on it now, so... Oh, like last, like last week. <laughs> we are looking into creating more packs. So um, we're, I'm already illustrating the Ancient Egypt one. We're also developing an underwater one, which everyone's very excited about. Um, I recently went to Japan and went to the Saka Aquarium and like got so much inspiration there um, from all the little fish, and I could just imagine little stories of them interacting with like the giant sharks. Um <laughs> 
vegetarian shops. And we're also looking into doing storybooks as well. So um, Teller Tales is the storytelling game aspect of it is like very loose and open and open for interpretation. So that's a lot of creative play. But we do want to create some like like small stories that anchor our characters in and kind of like put them on adventures and like have a little series of that. So that's what we're working on writing. Oh, very exciting. And so, Annabelle, when can you be full-time? <laughs> Actually, I'm going full-time after Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah. how exciting. Well, good luck. Thank you both so Thank much for so coming much in and for chatting. Having us. <laughs> Pleasure. That was researcher and strategist Annabelle Blake and designer Deb Ho from Little Literature Co. And we'll put links to their website in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.